Welcome to TJH, your go-to podcast for all things journeying home to yourself. I'm your host, Hayley Curtis, Gene Keys and Women's Transformation Guide, here to encourage and usher you into remembering who you are by peeling back the veil on all things shadow work, self-love, self-worth, relationships, gene keys, breakthrough, awakening, and so much more. One thing I know to be true about you is that you are utterly magnificent. And here at the Journey Home Podcast, I will be walking hand in hand with you as you discover and remember your magic. Let the voyage begin. Welcome back. Welcome back. I just want to begin by saying the biggest thank you for the support you've shown over the last 24 hours as the podcast officially dropped right now. It is Sunday afternoon and TJH went live yesterday morning and as of this very moment, the podcast has had 133 listens and I just can't believe it. (laughs) And I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for the fact that you took the time out of your day to tune in and here you are again tuning in once more and I want to give a very special thank you to all of you who have sent me a message or reached out to share your feelings about the first few episodes and you know so many of you have deeply moved my heart and made me feel very seen and I've been reflecting over the last few days about how even though I've always been a person who's worn her heart on her sleeve And I always thought that I was a very open person, but when it came to the deepest wounds of my heart, I really held my cards close to my chest. And I didn't realize just how much I had held back from those that I had been closest with until releasing those first three episodes. I have had some of my best friends in the world who I did life with through those first 21 years of my life and even some of my family have reached out to say that they had no idea that I had been going through some of the things that I shared and that has been such a beautiful indicator for me over the last few days as to just how far I've come not only in my own journey home to myself, but in my openness and willingness to share not just the parts of me that I deem fit for the world, but all the parts of me. So thank you. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for creating a safe space for me to share. After the feedback that I received in the last 24 hours, I feel even more encouraged, empowered, and even safer to share the depths of my heart with you. In today's episode, we are going to be doing the final part in in the series that I'm calling Setting the Scene for the TJH podcast. Now that I've shared my story with you, It would now be my 
absolute pleasure to share the TJH story with you. I'm going to take you on a little journey of how my business came into the world and where I see it going in the future as well. I like to identify as a visionary of sorts and I hold a very big vision for TJH and what she's here to do in the world. And you'll probably notice that I refer to my business as her. And that's because I see her as her own entity. She is her own living, breathing organism. And I just happen to be the channel that she chose to move and speak through. And as much as what I do in the world is birthed from my own magic, my own genius, my own story, at the same time, I sort of feel like with each new piece of creativity that TJH creates, I just happened to be there as it unfolded. It feels like that sometimes, like I'm just, I just happened to be there when it birthed and I just happened to be the person that it came through at the same time as me being able to witness how this is me coming out of me, but it's also her. And so while the worldly name for TJH would be a quote unquote business, To me, it's so much more than that. It's an ecosystem. It is nature winding herself around the globe. It is a golden thread that is weaving its way through women across continents and cultures. What I show up to do in this world isn't business. It is me extending my hands and my heart out to you saying this way. And for that reason, I've tended to stay away from mainstream business ideals and allowing myself to be told how building this vision should look. Because I know that if I try to force TJH to be what I think it should be, I'll only get in the way of her magic. I see it as my job to get out of my own way and to allow the vision of my heart to lead me and because of that philosophy you've seen what I do in the world pivot and shift so much over the last three years since TJH was first birthed as soulful journaling and you may have witnessed those shifts and those changes if you have been following me on Instagram since the beginning you will have seen this business, this ecosystem go through so many evolutions. So let's go back in time to when the call first came for me to step out of my cocoon and back into the world because I had been living in a very isolated cocoon for a very long time and that wasn't a bad thing. It was exactly what I needed to do in order to journey deeply inward and find myself. It was actually really difficult for me not to start sharing about the inward journey while I was right in the thick of it because I am such a natural sharer and this is my line five 
in my life's work gene key at play here. It's a personality type, this line five in life's work. It's this personality type who takes what is working for them and can't help but bring it back to the world in an even more practical and tangible way. And that is just so me and has always been very me, like down to the point where if I go and I see a good movie or go to a good restaurant, I cannot help but share that with the world. And so it did take a lot of restraint for me to be in this inward journey where I was noticing so much breakthrough and not to share it. Because even though I did feel that desire within me to share, simultaneously I knew that it wasn't time yet. And I knew that this needed to be a season of solitude where I didn't just skim the surface and regurgitate it back out into the world, but I needed to go deep. I needed to go deeper than I ever had before. And I had to take the idea off the table that I was doing this inner work for other people and I had to do it for me because unless I was doing it for me, it would always remain superficial and I, would n- I knew that I would never crack the deeper layers that I needed to crack for me to truly be able to bring this journey back into the world and create something of impact from it. I did a little bit of sharing here and there through those five years on like my personal Facebook page or my personal Instagram page but for the most part I really did keep it to myself knowing that one day it would be shared with the world. And looking back, I can see how the vision for TJH was always there. Right from my very first journal, I knew when I was writing in those pages, even though I was so broken and I was in such a dark place, I knew that I would be using it one day to guide other women. I knew that the things that I was writing down, even though I couldn't see it yet, I knew I would come back one day and find the profound magic that was between the lines. And so, you know, right back then in the thick of the mud, I would reflect back over my journal entries and I would highlight the things that I thought future Haley would want to remember so that she could share it with the world. You know, the vision was really something that got me through some of those darkest days and I have so many tear-stained entries in my journal where I had written things like, God, please don't let this all be for nothing. If this is all for nothing, I can't do it. If this is all for nothing, I want to give up now. But each time my heart would just gift me with this little inkling that it wasn't all for nothing. It couldn't be all for nothing. And so I kept showing up. And something I did notice throughout my little moments of sharing the journey that I was on with the people around me was that so many women were struggling with the very same things that I was. Maybe they weren't journeying chronic health issues, but they too were journeying worthiness issues body image issues, identity issues, overwhelm, anxiety, exhaustion. You know, you name it, women were experiencing it. And those realizations were the original birthplace of what was to come. I remember thinking, 
how much easier this inward journey would be for everyone if we knew that we weren't the only ones on the road. I remember thinking, holy shit, if I only knew that other women were suffering like this behind closed doors, maybe I would have felt more encouraged to begin this journey even sooner. And I also realized that if I had been suffering behind closed doors this whole time, so were so many other women. And my heart really ached for them. But I knew it wasn't time yet. I had to keep journeying inward to create such a rock solid foundation within myself before I even considered what I was going to do in this world. And that took a lot of restraint for me. I knew that to show people the way, I couldn't just tell them which way to go. I couldn't just have the knowledge of which way to go. I had to be an embodiment of the journey itself. And I even applied that to my marriage as well. In those early days uh, when I was really starting to unlock some magic and I started unlocking things pretty quickly. But instead of having a revelation in my journal and then feeling the need to tell Bevan about it, I decided that I would show him instead because it was only going to be through integrating these revelations, these breakthroughs into my life and into my actions and my behavior that they were worth anything anyway. You know, anyone can know how to um, change a life. Anyone can know how to walk a transformational road, but to actually do it, to actually embody it, to actually have your life become the message instead of just having dogma and opinion and knowledge about the journey were two very different things. And I had noticed very early on in my journey that I had never recognized the difference between those two things. I, I had this sort of, I had a gift my whole life for this inspirational way of speaking and I could learn something and I could regurgitate that back to another person and inspire them in a way to to change their life. But it had no true power to it, nor did it have true longevity because the only way to truly bring change and transformation into the world is through living it. And I knew that I had to spend some really solid time peeling myself back so deeply that I became the embodiment of these things instead of just telling the world what I was finding. And so my world was very small over those five very deep inward years. And this was also a time when I was still really struggling with my health as well. And so I pulled back a lot from social interactions and I used the very, very small amount of energy that I had each day and put it directly into my inward journey. And I would often wonder, like, when is the time ever going to come when I'm ready to reintegrate myself with the world again? Because 
I was expecting at the beginning, like, okay, if I dig in, maybe in three months' time, I'm going to be ready. But that time just, it kept stretching out and I, I just, the, the pool hadn't come yet. The pool hadn't come yet. But I knew that my heart had led me so well up until this point. And so all I could do was trust that she would continue to do the same. She would continue to lead me in the right direction. And that one day would come when I felt the call to emerge from my cocoon. And then one day, I felt the call. I had gotten to a point in my own journey home to myself where I finally felt like I was ready to start sharing it with the world. And at the time, the same time, I was feeling the call to realign my life to accommodate for my health and for my body instead of living in opposition to it because I had been living in opposition to my body for so long and even though I would uh, take time off work to accommodate for my body and I would let her heal a little bit, after I'd healed a bit, I'd always go back and that would erode away at my health again. And then I'd have to take time off and then I'd go back. And that was sort of the pattern I had created. And I knew that that just wasn't sustainable. And I was over it. I was overdoing that. You know, I, at this time when I felt ready to emerge from my cocoon, I had finally left teaching once and for all. Um, And that was at the start of 2020. So at the start of 2020, I left teaching. And then it was another little season. It was about six months after that, that then I was ready to leave my cocoon. So when I left teaching was actually when COVID hit. I started 2020. And it was when COVID hit that my soul just told me, Haley, this is your opportunity to say goodbye. This is your opportunity to make a really smooth and easy exit. And... I had worked a full-time teaching year the year before. So 2019, I had done a full-time year. And for the six weeks of the school holidays, from December through to February, I felt like I was on the cusp of death. That is how much that year of work had just taken it out of me. You know, I felt like I was going one step forward and 10 steps back. And when I returned from the school holidays and I returned to work for term one of 2020, it just felt like I was a rock that had been worn down into a tiny grain of sand. And the only reason I was there was out of pure guilt not to be, out of feeling so bad for the financial strain that Bevan had to carry. But finally, I came to terms with the fact that working a full-time work week just wasn't going to work for me. I had to come into acceptance with that. And it took me many times re-entering and exiting this job for me to learn that. And yes, I was earning a good wage as a teacher, but at what cost to my quality of life And I really had to come to terms with that. And it was equal parts relief and sadness when I finally stepped away 
at the time I was finally at a school that I adored and I had the most phenomenal boss, the most phenomenal principal that I ever had the privilege of working with and I just, I loved working for her and I adored my class of children, which made it hard to step away. It's like, why would anybody leave this, right? This is quote unquote living the dream. You know, you've, you're at a great workplace and um, even though my body really couldn't handle it, like my mind and my soul quite enjoyed the work and I also had almost everyone telling me that it would be such a mistake to leave because I was so good at it. I was a great teacher and um, I wasn't so fantastic because of teaching content. You know, I, I would teach content and I would make it as enjoyable and as engaging and as fun for the kids as I could. But what made me a really good teacher was the way I would connect with the children was the way that I would make them feel seen and loved no matter who they were, no matter how naughty that they thought they were. The naughty ones were always my favorite because I'd just see directly into their souls. But even though I was a really good teacher, I had journeyed so deeply into myself at this point that I just no longer subscribed to the idea that being good at something was enough of a reason to do it. I was like, well, yeah, I am a good teacher, but I could be good at anything that I put my mind to. And yes, I'm a good teacher, but it's costing me my health. It's costing me my quality of life. And the impact I was having on the children was amazing. But I also knew that by taking care of me first, that impact I was having there was going to multiply tenfold, 100 fold when I found the thing that I could do in this world that wasn't in opposition to me being able to thrive personally. And so, you know, I was no longer living off the fuel of validation anymore. So what used to keep me going, you know, when people would say, Haley, you're such a good teacher. Haley, can we come and observe your class? Haley, can we, you know, I would get lots of praise and that's what really kept me in the game. But because I was no longer living off that fuel, it really, it lost its grip on me. So when everyone was trying to make me stay at the end being like, oh no, but you can't, oh no, but you're so good. I was like, yeah, I know, but still I'm not staying. I knew deep down that by leaving teaching, I was creating the space within me for what I was truly meant to do in this world. So at this time, I was also five years into running my own little side business with Arbon as well. But just like teaching, while there were elements that I really loved, and for the most part for me, it was the people, the encouraging culture and like the the real environment of, of growth that it offered. That's what I loved about it. But there were also elements that didn't quite fit with who I truly was, that were in opposition to me being able to thrive at my zenith. And so I set out on this little expedition to find something that I could do in this world that I loved while at the same time accommodating for my limited energy and for the way that my health restricts how I can show up in the world. And 
it's actually quite hilarious for me to look back on how I hadn't realized (laughs) that journaling and the inner work was literally right in my face, but I hadn't even seen it as an option yet. And I was pondering this for months about six months, I was like, oh, when am I ever going to have the idea drop of the thing that I can do in this world? And then one day, I was on my daily walk down the street with the dogs in Kojanup, which is this small country town where we were living at the time. And it was an audible voice that boomed in my head. It just dropped and it just went journaling. Hayley, it's journaling. You're going to build an entire business around journaling. And I remember that in that moment, I actually laughed out loud. (laughs) And I thought, of course, of course it's going to be journaling. It has been the most potent and life-changing thing in my life. It had become part of who I am. It was the thing that I did every single day. And I knew that there were so many women out there just waiting to walk the same road. And so when it finally dropped, it was like, how did I not see that? But these are all the parts of how I've learned to trust in the timing of my own life because it dropped at the exact time it was meant to drop. And man, I tell you what, I got straight to work. I flung myself deeply into brainstorming and branding and creating and oh, it was like a wildfire got set inside my soul and I just could not stop. And if you listen to my first episode of the podcast when I was talking about how I just never put effort in and even though I knew I was capable of so much, like I could just, I just never had that fire to put the effort in. And this was one of those Not the first time because in teaching I really put a lot of effort in uh, whenever it had something to do with creating like a safe nurturing space for the kids. I wouldn't put that much effort into like my content creation but I would into like the emotional nurturing of the kids. But this was a crazy experience for me to just witness myself in such passion, to witness myself in such devotion And within the span of two weeks, I had soulful journaling fully mapped out. The branding was ready, the name had been chosen, and I had made so many um, bits of content already, and I had spent so long playing around in Canva and having it all look the way I wanted to look. And, you know, I'd even deeply brainstormed like, okay, who is this for? And what's the message? And what are the pillars? And what is the stuff I want to talk about and share? And I was ready to bring my passion to the world. And at this time, I had no idea how it would look to turn this into an income. Like At the start, it's not like I launched it with an idea of how it would be a business. I just knew that this was a passion that I wanted to share and I trusted that that would turn into income one day. But all I knew was that as long as I showed up to share what I was passionate about and as long as I had no agenda other than to just love and support women from around the world, my heart would continue to show me the way. And when I first set up my Instagram account, I was so nervous that no one would care about what I had to share. 
and I said to Bevan, oh my God, Bev, like if I can get 100 followers on this account and if I can spark a few women to start their inward journey, I am going to be over the moon. And so I started posting and the women started coming. And in the first three months of Soulful, she had 300 followers and I just thought that that was unbelievable. I couldn't bloody believe it. (laughs) Then over the next two years, she grew to over 10,000 strong. There was so many women out there desperate to find the home within themselves. And I felt so honoured to play even the tiniest of roles in beckoning them forward on that journey. And that's still the way I see it today. You know, even what I do in the world isn't always going to be the thing that takes someone on the full journey. But even if I could just spark them in a little piece. I'd read this book when I was really deep in my struggle and it was talking about people's voyage and when we're here to have an impact which that's all of us we're all here to impact and support each other in a certain way and it was talking about how you're not always if someone's journey is one to twenty your role in another person's journey is never going to be taking them from one to twenty You might be um, the element that shows up in a person's life that takes them from step one to step two, or maybe you're there to support them through 13 to 17. You know, it's not always going to be from one to 20. And that, you know, that's not even in my notes to talk about on this podcast, but it's just come to me now because it actually played a really important role in just, even if it's just a tiny part in somebody's journey it is so worth it even if I could just be the catalyst that sparked a woman to ask herself a different question than she'd ever asked before and reveal a different part of herself than she's ever revealed before man it was worth it to show up and after six months of creating content on Soulful I stepped out of my comfort zone to create my first ever offer and it was a little ebook. If you've been journeying with me for a while, you may have even purchased that ebook. And after creating my first ebook, I continued to pivot and shift and expand from there as I followed my heart. Ebooks turned into my first mini course, which turned into writing personalized prompts for women which turned into offering one-to-one Voxer coaching, which, get this, I sold for $2 a day (laughs) back when I first launched it. And after I had been writing personalized prompts for quite a few months, I really started to notice the common threads that women were struggling with. For these personalized prompts, that I would send each of the women who purchased them, they would first fill out this 300-part questionnaire that I made about all different facets of life. And I was finding that time and time again, the women were coming up against the same challenges, the same struggles, yet they all felt like they were alone. And I thought to myself at this time, and this was about um, 
this would have been over a year now into soulful journaling. And I was thinking to myself, well, I'm creating the same content over and over again for these separate women and they're feeling isolated in their journeys. What if I created a space where I made the content once instead of making it all these separate times but it being pretty much the same thing and then I brought all of the women together so they could access the transformational materials but do it alongside each other so that they knew that they weren't suffering alone. And that is where the Journey Home membership was birthed from. Those thoughts, that experience of doing the personalized prompts. And man, (laughs) birthing that baby was one heck of a transformational process for me. I was really comfortable creating small projects because it felt safe. I could make it and get it out there straight away. You know, there was very little risk involved. There is very little risk involved creating small things because you're not putting too much on the line. You're not investing a whole heap of your time. You're not investing a whole heap of your energy and you can sort of get it out there. And okay, straight away you can see, oh no, it didn't land too well. I'll shift and do something different or yep, it landed really well. I'll keep going down that route. So I felt very comfortable to keep making these small things. But to bring this vision that I had for the membership into the form, that was going to take months and months of devotion and dedication and expansion and stretching and effort. And I had to do all of that before I even knew if anyone would even want to be a part of it. And that's where that sort of risk and that fear of failure was very much present through creating the membership. It was something that I really had to alchemize at that time and has been a major theme in my life. It's been one of the major um, shadows that I've had to really peel back and unlearn and untangle myself from is this crippling fear of failure and the pressure that would come along with it for me definitely be doing some episodes around that in the future. But I learned a lot about myself in that creation period. It was the first major creative project that I'd ever embarked upon in my life. And I was most definitely, um, it was most definitely the first long-term project I'd ever committed myself to. You know, even though I'd been to, you know, went to university for four years, but that was just little, you just had to get through each assignment and you'd get there in the end and it wasn't me putting myself on the line. You know, it's completely different when you're committing to a project that that it's just you and you, you're birthing it from yourself. And in that process, I realized something really profound that was very transformational for me. I realized that I had a lot of belief in future Haley, and not as much in present moment Haley. And what I mean by that is I had always believed in myself my whole life. Well, I thought that I believed in myself my whole life. And I believed that I was capable of great things. I was I was um, capable of hard things. I was capable of creative things. I always had this mindset that, okay, well, whatever I set my mind to, I can do it. I'm capable. 
but actually putting my feet on the ground and doing the do (laughs) with this creation, I realized that that belief that I thought that I had only existed when I projected myself forward into the future. So I had utter belief that Haley tomorrow, she'll have the energy to create. Haley tomorrow, she's going to feel so capable. Like Haley tomorrow, she's going to have access to the wisdom and the inspiration to put all of this together. But guess what? Tomorrow never freaking comes. <laughs> and I was very confronted by the fact that I had to take that belief that I had in future Haley that had been a pattern for the last, how old am I at this time? I think I'm 31 at this stage. For the last 31 years of my life, I was coming to terms with the fact that this massive belief I thought I had in myself wasn't actually real. (laughs) It was this future Haley belief. And I had to take that and recognized that the Haley I believed in in the future was the same Haley who existed in the present moment. And I had to come to terms with the fact that I didn't have to wait until tomorrow to be wise enough. The wisdom existed now. Present Haley is actually the only one who exists. And so I started believing in her because she was the only one who could do this. (laughs) She was the only one that was going to get the work done. And she was the only one that holds the wisdom, that holds the passion. It's me now. And that was a really uncomfortable time, sort of dropping deeper into me now. Because when it's you now who holds the wisdom, guess what? You've got to get to work. And so that's really where I began healing a lot of my procrastination, was coming to this realization that, Me in this present moment is the only me that I've got. So if I want to bring this into the world and I'm passionate about it and I believe I have wisdom, it is me in this moment that holds that, not some fabricated Haley in the future. And it was so emotional when the Journey Home membership opened her doors. So emotional. I I was crying and crying for weeks in the lead up and then when um when she actually opened her doors holy moly and I was so emotional because I I knew deep within me that it was going to be such a life-changing place for so many women and I had made a decision within myself that whether 1,000 women were in this membership or one woman was in this membership, it didn't matter. I would be showing up with the same level of love and devotion to that space no matter what. Because if all of this work was just for one woman to find home, I would do it all the same. Just for one woman, I would have done all of that work. And that's really that emotion that I was feeling as the Journey Home membership opened her doors. But more than one woman came. 70 women walked through the doors of TJH 
from over 20 countries around the globe in her opening week. And over the last year, she has been home to over 120 women. Women come to get their fill. Women go. Some have been there from day one. Some come and go and come back. And some stay for a short while and they feel ready to to go and spread their wings. But like I said, it's never been about the numbers for me. And at the current moment, the membership is actually sitting at her smallest in size. But boy, oh boy, is she bigger than ever in love, connection and impact. And the last year of guiding women home to themselves through the membership, it has changed me in the most beautiful of ways. I have connected more deeply with women than I ever have before. And I have sat and witnessed a village being created. That is really what's being created within our online little sanctuary. It's a village where women feel so seen, heard, held and loved. As the Journey Home membership was growing in her depth and in her impact, I began feeling less and less connected to soulful journaling as a brand. And I knew that there was a time coming on the horizon where I would be shedding that brand to make space for the next evolution of what I felt that I am here to do in the world. And as I began moving deeper and deeper on my inward journey, and as I had worked with hundreds of women at this stage on theirs, I was coming to see that There were so many other ways to journey home to ourselves than simply putting pen to paper and journaling. And as I started digging deeper and deeper into the gene keys in particular, I had some of my biggest breakthroughs, some of my biggest transformations, and they weren't coming from the pages of my journal. They were coming from just sitting in contemplation. They were coming while I was in the shower or while I was walking the dogs or while I was just sitting there with a cup of tea in my dreams. Like some of these biggest breakthroughs were starting to come not through just journaling, which and this contemplation that I'm speaking of is something I'll be teaching in much more depth in episodes to come. But because of this, I started thinking, you know, well, What about all of the women out there who simply don't like to journal or the women who just don't want to journal? They have just as much access to journey home as those whose pen flows across the page. But once again, even though I was feeling this way and I was thinking, okay, I don't want to just be known as a place you come to to journey home to yourself through journaling because up until that point that is how you would come into my world you'd find me through instagram as soulful journaling and it's like okay well this is a journaling account but that just didn't hold enough space anymore for the women that i was holding vision for i wanted it to be more inclusive 
to include women that aren't avid journalists. And, and one woman in particular really played a role in this. And it was one of my Gene Key mentorship clients who had been journeying with me for months, still is. <laughs> Her name is Megan and she's just magnificent. And she is just not much of a journaler. And we would have the most incredible conversations and she would have the most phenomenal uh, breakthroughs and contemplations and these different ways and modalities she would utilize to access her coming home moments. And she inspired me so much and she reminded me that, oh my gosh, a lot of my journey has actually been that too. It hasn't just been the journaling. There's been so much else other than journaling that's brought me home. And so with that inspiration as well, I just, I knew, I knew that the journaling aspect, even though it it still is a big part of what I do, like I I still really encourage people to put pen to paper, but I don't, I didn't want to be capped by it anymore. But once again, I didn't jump the gun just because my mind told me that I should shed soulful journaling. I waited once more for my heart to pull me and she did nine months into the journey home membership I felt the call to shed soulful journaling and to expand into TJH because what we had created there inside the journey home really it saw my vision come to life and I just felt the call to integrate the whole brand into what we were discovering inside this space. And over the last day since the brand officially dropped, as of this moment I'm recording, it has really clicked into place for me why I had to wait those nine months. Nine months ago, I thought that I was ready to shift away from soulful, but my heart said not yet. And now I see it was because I wasn't meant to make that shift alone. Life asked me to wait because there were some very important women that were going to make the shift with me. And over the first nine months of TJH membership, I had also begun offering these transformational experiences with the Gene Keys. And as I was guiding these women on their voyages through their gene keys and through this awakening, their own genius, it finally dropped for me that I wasn't meant to be doing this alone. And so when the time came to rebrand TJH, I asked four of the very special women who had journeyed very closely and very deeply with me through their gene keys and who I had witnessed transform their lives in the most inspiring ways, I asked them if they would like to join me in taking TJH into her next era, which to my absolute delight, (laughs) they were so all in. They were just like, it's like they had been waiting their whole lives or their whole lives were were gearing up to that moment and mine too, to come into this beautiful synergy and to make TJH 
really expand and spread her wings and become more than just a sharing of my story and for it to become ours. And so now inside TJH, the membership, there is not only courses and meditations and live experiences and masterclasses and all of the juicy things that I have created, but now the wisdom and the magic of these other women who have journeyed home to themselves is now a part of the space as well. And, you know, that brings me to the vision that I hold for TJH. TJH is a place where women come to remember their magnificence. It is a place women come to feel held, seen and supported as they navigate the sometimes very dark roads on the inward journey. TJH is the place women come to remember they are not alone and that they do not have to suffer behind closed doors. TJH is the place women come to remember what it feels like to be in the presence of sisterhood. TJH is a place where women come to untangle themselves from the limitations placed upon them by society, by systems and by structures, and they begin to remember who they actually came here to be. TJH is a place women come to deconstruct their limiting worldviews and their beliefs about themselves and begin to see the truth within them once again. TJH is a place where women come to remember there is such hope for humanity and they recognize that once we heal ourselves, we will go on to heal our world. TJH is a place where women come to remember their worth and unlock their deepest and truest passions. I believe so deeply in our little corner of the internet and many women have described it as the safest, warmest, most nurturing place that they've ever been. And with this relaunch... To truly align the work that I do in the world with the philosophy and the vision my heart holds, I just dropped the price by almost two-thirds. The Journey Home membership is now more affordable than a Netflix subscription. And uh, (laughs) while the financial shadows within my mind, tried to freak out about that (laughs) in the beginning. My heart just utterly overrides those fears with the way it just melts and deeply delights in how much more accessible the inner road and transformation just became for so many women around the globe. And even in the last day since the new price dropped, I've I've had women in tears in voice notes to me about how grateful they have been that they can now access this space. Because even though it was already so cheap in comparison to the value that it held before, it was $27 before, and now you can access it for as low as $11 a month. 
And it's really, you know, if I was to really put a value on it, it would be a membership that should be around $150 a month. You know, you get full in-depth courses and live women's circles and so many experiences. However, (laughs) the vision is to make this so accessible because we are going through A lot of people are going through, maybe not yourself, but a lot of people are going through very tough financial times at the moment. Inflation is at an all-time high and with tough financial times comes tough inner times, comes these rocky phases in our life where it starts to shake up our sense of identity and worth and purpose. And when you're in a tough time like that, That is when you need access to the transformational materials the most. But so often they lay out of people's reach financially. And so that is really the vision that I hold for the TJH membership in particular is to make it the most affordable and most accessible space for transformation that is available on the internet. And there's actually numerology behind my choices of the membership prices and they represent different portals. There's the 1-1 portal with the $11 membership, which is for that woman who is either struggling financially and that's all she can afford or is just really stuck in the mud. It's the 1-1 portal is like that portal you first walk through when you're just in darkness and you go, man, I hope that if I walk through here, I can find some light. You know, it's for the woman who's really stuck and just beginning her inward journey. Then the middle membership, because it's pay what you can, the middle membership is $22 a month and it is the 2-2 portal. And this represents the woman who maybe can afford $22 a month. It also represents the woman. The 2-2 portal is where we start to come to the understanding that our suffering and our challenges are actually our gateway to our greatest gifts, are our gateway to our magic. And we begin starting to face our challenges in a different way. We're starting to see more light in our life. We're starting to really understand what it means to journey home to ourselves. That's the 2-2 portal. Then there is a $33 a month option, which is the 3-3 portal. And this, the 3-3 represents transcending duality. The 3-3 represents when we've really started to alchemize our own suffering and our challenges and we're just starting to really get it. It's like, whoa, I'm home. But also that $33 membership is really, really special because it's for the woman who not only can afford to come to the membership for her to journey home to herself, but it's for the woman who has the capability financially to support another woman who is journeying home to herself. Because the $33 woman is actually supporting the $11 woman. She's sort of topping up the $11 woman's membership so that they both can afford to journey home to themselves. She get teary just thinking about that concept. And, you know, even if no one buys the $33 membership, it doesn't actually matter. Just the fact that the fact that it's there and the fact that 
it is in alignment with the philosophy and the vision of the journey home. You know, if every single person that joins the journey home is on the $11 membership, that's totally fine because the most important thing to me is that you can access it. But just that it is grounded in that vision that I have in my heart is just, it makes me just melt, (laughs) melt into it. And so TJH, of course, is so much more than just this membership. We've got the podcast, the Instagram, um, and then, of course, we've got all of my Gene Keys offerings as well, which we will dive deeper into in coming episodes. But I really see the membership as being that, that, uh, that hub. It's the heart of TJH because it is that village that we're creating it's that initial space where women's hope is reignited and once that hope has been reignited and they start this journey through the incredible courses and experiences and women's circles and master classes and contemplations and just incredible things that you get to experience in there as women start to spark back their hope and, and spark back their inner light They then get to be in this community with like-hearted women where they feel so supported and seen on their journey, but then they end up becoming a support for another woman on her journey. You end up becoming the very backbone and the very safety net for the other women coming through the doors. And that's really what's happened over the last 12 months of TJH is we have formed this this village of women who just support each other so beautifully, so beautifully. And it is my vision to see that grow. That is the vision I hold for our world as it grows and evolves. It's for us to come into remembering our connectedness, remembering our unity. That is my life's work gene key, unity. And that is really what I'm here to do, to bring us back together, to help us to remember that we don't have to go it alone, to help us to remember home, Because the gift that is within that gene key, unity is the city, but the gift is orientation. And orientation means to remember that you are home. It means to journey home to yourself. And that is what I am here to do in this world, to guide you back home, to help you remember who you are to help you remember that you are a woman of such incredible genius of magic of brilliance and I am creating a space that is going to continue to grow and morph and expand over the years to come where so many women are going to be rising from the ashes of their own suffering and their own struggle and they are going to change the freaking world. They are (laughs) covered in goosebumps as I say that because I deeply, deeply believe that and I have witnessed it time and time and time again. 
Because the way that we change the world is we first change our own world. And as you shift within you, you start showing up differently within your families and you start shifting the lives of the people that are closest to you. And you start showing up differently in your workplace and you start shifting the lives of those in your workplace. Not because you have to help them or anything like that, but because you simply remembered who you are. And when you remember who you are, you start moving in the way that you're destined to move and you cannot help but have an incredible impact on the people around you simply through your aura, simply through showing up. And that's what I see TJH being a steward of in this world is unlocking more of that because we need it. We need the women of our world to remember their brilliance because they're just going to heal the world. And I know that I am deeply, deeply devoted to TJH and I am not going anywhere. I am in this for the long haul. I am in this for the big vision. I have... You know, I have like a 20-year vision when it comes to TJH and I'm in no rush. You know, I'm not in a rush to do what my mind thinks I should be doing. I am just gently and patiently and steadfastly following the calls of my heart because I can trust her. I can trust her. She knows the way just like your heart knows the way. And I am so deeply grateful that your heart has led you here listening to these words, being invited into the world of TJH. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are yet to join the Journey Home membership, I extend a hand and I say, come. No matter who you are, no matter what life is thrown your way, you are so welcome in our space and it is so affordable for you to come and join us even if you come just for the community oh it is so worth it and we would love to welcome you with those open arms and loving hearts I so 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 hope they get to journey more closely alongside you So please allow this to be your invitation. Thank you so much for listening to the vision of TJH. She is my life's work. I am devoted to her and I am devoted to you. So if you find yourself in a position in your life right now where you feel like you don't quite know your worth yet or you feel like, oh, I don't know if I quite have the strength to fight for myself yet or I don't know if I can understand what home is yet. I ask that you allow me to help you remember how to fight for yourself because I'm fighting for you. I am fighting for you and I will continue to fight for you with my sword of love and I will continue to show up for you 
while you are learning how to show up for yourself. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. And I will chat to you again real soon. Thank you so much for joining me today. It is such an honor to bring my heart directly to your ears. The TJH podcast is in her early days. So if you could take a quick moment to leave a rating on Spotify or write a review on Apple Podcasts, I would be extremely grateful. And if you enjoyed the episode, I encourage you to share it with a friend to help spread the Journey Home message far and wide across the globe. I deeply appreciate you and I will chat to you again very soon.